Keys with it, man! Whoa! He's gone to give him out, and then he's rubbed his nose. Rubbed his nose. Yeah. What about to McCullum? Shane? He might be trying to shake the sweet one after that first one. He might try and slide one in there. Fast. Well, you yeah, caught it. Out. Let's run out. Let's come on, Sam. Yeah, no, he's going. Sometimes. You'll never see that again. Yeah, you think you've seen it all, don't you? Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook BBL podcast, proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. I'm your host, Tim Williams. This week, it is a double round special once again, round six and seven we will be covering. I'm so, so excited because it is two rounds, no teams on the double, no teams on the bye. So we get to look at those guns and try and get our squads into shape. Uh, guys, I hope everyone had a really merry Chrissy. New Year's coming up. You might be listening to this after New Year's. Uh, if so, I hope you had a very... Bloody good news as well. Uh, guys, here to talk about round six and seven, Supercoach BBL with me. As always, the Supercoach spy. He's, he's had a bounce back week, the big fella. He's pretty excited. And I've actually got him right next to me. We've got the cricket on in the background, the thunder and the heat game. Uh, I'm very nervously watching Matty Jilks, 11 off 12, not out, playing on my bench. Spy, how are you, mate? Mate, don't own Jilksy, so uh, that's good. But it's been good, mate. We've got, obviously, back from Queensland today after a week away, uh, back to the promised land. Five or six stubbies down. It's actually <laughs> holiday. It's a real holiday podcast, this one, boys and girls. And looking forward to it. The team did have a bounce back. We are sitting about 200th a few days ago. Then we went back to 900th, which was it hurt. But, like, you know that in BBL that's going to happen. So you just got to ride the highs and the lows. Back into 600th and hoping to fly from here. It's been a pretty good round to date. So hopefully Halesley can go off now as we're watching. Maybe a bit of live commentary. But um, really looking forward to the fact that there's a couple of single game weeks coming up. I mean, there's always double game weeks ahead you can look ahead to. But uh, for me, I think that sort of sim- single game factor, there's some real extra highs and lows there. You can have a bit of crack at some people. Your loops can come into play. Um, mate, BBL's alive. I'm on holidays. A few beers down. I'm pumped. It's a good time to be alive, Spy. We're sitting here crushing tins of bloke in a bar. Uh, fair old drop that one, Kemp. You've, you've done something right there, mate. Absolutely nailed it. Also with us is a bloke uh, more than a bounce back week last round. Went absolutely huge. It is last year's 22nd place overall place getter, Michael Fisher. Fish, you had an absolute scorcher, mate. Yeah, thanks, mate. It was good to finally have something go my way. I couldn't pick a captain to save myself for the first couple of weeks. Um, and, yeah, single game week, I, I felt like I've been building a squad that I was pretty happy with. So uh, it worked out pretty well with the, the score for it. So um, sadly, again, I can't pick a captain to save myself. And I captained oh. the sign last night um, against the, the better judgment of yourself. Um, but... You know, we'll see what happens second game. It made sense, mate, in fairness. But uh, one of them ones we might talk about at some stage, but you look at sort of the top one, five percent if you're going pretty well, and everyone had him as vice captain or captain. So mm. it's that perfect opportunity. Just have a crack and say, look, he's not necessarily that good. Do you go against him? Uh, a couple of boys this side of the table did, but unfortunately, mate, not yourself. But there's always game two, so don't you worry. Mate, uh, SC Playbook, subscriber, WhatsApp, chat, or telling people, Sean Abbott, Abbott's your man, and Fish, mate, you can you can lead a horse to water, but, mate, I can't do everything for you. Yeah. It's funny because I started with, with Sabah, and uh, I moved to Hassoin 
Uh, and mm. I think that all, all the rational arguments, you know, did fit for her. So probably the one that I missed is I actually thought the Renegades won the toss, which I would have preferred. <laughs> yes, um, uh, sorry, won the toss and batted, which I would have preferred. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Yeah, mate, uh, the beauty of it is for yourself, I said lots of people will be listening after the Sixers and Renegades go head to head again tomorrow night. Hassan will come out and take five from probably hit a hit a ton to go with it for a record breaking super great score. Uh, Abbott will probably get ruled out with a, a sore toe or something. We'll be sitting here just going like, "Geez, this game changes quickly," which is why uh, some subdued early celebrations for the Kuma Stallions, tenth overall, sitting sitting very pretty at the moment, but. I said, won't get ahead of myself because I know how quickly this game can toss and turn. Uh, but enjoying it. Team's set up really well. Cash generation has been set up quite well, and I've had a bit of fortune early on. So been able to keep a few of uh, the guns that I was anticipating on cashing in, like Maddie Short and Jai Richardson. They're both still in my side, so very happy about that. Rashid Khan too. Um, plenty of time to go, though, so we'll see if we can hang on to that and hopefully go a little bit higher. Uh, guys, the SC Playbook in-house league, the contributors – Still number one overall. We had an absolute belter last round off the back of Fishers. It was almost 900 points. It was a huge, huge score. Uh, we went back-to-back the last two years in NRL Supercoach in over 20,000 leagues. Uh, so hopefully, you know, the information is coming from a decent enough position. Guys, the unlimited group code is 557991. Come on and take on the SC Playbook contributors. Going to close off the prize eligibility at the end of round six. That is January 1. So if you're not in the group by then, I'll screenshot it. And uh, if you make a late surge and jump in, you won't count towards our, our major subscriber and non-subscriber prizes. So get into that one now. On that group, Terrace Crew, coached by Matt, leading the way overall. Third place he is uh, in overall super coach. First place in our one. Second place in our one is Ads. Ads is 11, coached by Adam. Surprise, surprise. Uh, he's sitting fourth overall, so absolutely killing it, boys. Uh, little update, Stat HQ, the SC Playbook, BBL Data Center. We're almost there, guys. A few little chinks in it. We want to get it perfect for the rollout. Hopefully get it done in the next couple of days, even to a week. Uh, but we do want to get it right so that everything is spot on to go when we do. It is looking smick. Today's episode, team-by-team team analysis. No double game weeks for the next two rounds, as I mentioned. So it's time to cement your sides. Uh, we've got a higher cap value. We've had a bit of cash generation. So we're basically going to go through our major targets, look at who we think are season-long keepers that we might be going with in the next couple of weeks. We'll, of course, drop our trades and skippers for round six and seven, uh, and then we'll drop into a few listener questions. Guys, quick one. Subscription is available for the access to extra articles each and every round. Our WhatsApp group chats, which have been absolutely popping off, um, access to our major unlimited group, all sorts of different things. Huge plans next season for NRL and AFL. So if you do want to subscribe, jump onto the website. If you enjoy scplaybook.com, the podcast, the articles, all the work go- that goes into it, uh, it is the way to support it uh, if you're in a position to do so. If not, guys, we just hope you're enjoying the show. Let's get stuck into it. Single game week analysis. As I've mentioned about four times already, no teams on the double for the next two rounds. It's a chance to sit back and go, all right, who do we want in our teams? Spy, before we get into the team-by-team analysis, uh, I just wanted to touch on the upcoming fixtures. So as we speak now, it is the middle of round five. We've got the Renegades and the Sixers on the double, Strikers and Hurricanes on the bye. Uh, where do we go from there, mate? Mate, as Hales cuts one to point and gets caught, that's not ideal timing. However, two single game weeks coming up. Then we have Hobart and the Sixers on the double. So it's just important to keep that in mind. Uh, 
it makes it easy in that we've already got sixes on the double this round. So the Sydney Sixers, just hold on to you guys unless you need to get rid of them for whatever reason via injury or lack of form. Uh, and then have a little eye on some Hobart Hurricanes. <clears throat> You'll probably want three or four on your side at least to come that double. You can still use three trades or four with a boost leading into that round eight uh, round, and you won't need the sixes. So you'll find it's pretty easy to get the Hobart Hurricanes, guys, especially if you've got one or two already. Mm. So that's nice and easy. Don't worry too much about that. You can sort of focus on the next two rounds, getting in some absolute elite stars that you're missing out on. Uh, it is important to note in round nine that there's three doubles after that. Uh, it's Adelaide, Melbourne Stars, and the Perth Scorchers. So you'll find when I check my side, you'll probably have a smattering of players from each side. You might not need more than three from each anyway come that double round week. Maybe more from Perth because they're awesome. Simple as that. And Sydney have to buy that round. So any Sydney players, you'll be able to flip straight to double round players. What I would suggest, just straight off the top of head right now, but if you can save a boost for that, the sixes, you might be able to get rid of four sixes on the buy and just pop off to the, the Adelaide, Melbourne and Perth guys that round. Something to keep in mind, not critical, but just something to keep in mind. Have a look at that eight and nine schedule on the SP, scplaybook.com.au. Uh, there's a nice little table there. Just so you're not trading out someone that has an upcoming double, you're better off going someone like the Brisbane Heat or maybe the Sydney Thunder who don't have a double coming up, Renegades as well. Then you're just maximising that that use of, mm. of players, guys, more than anything, unless you think they're an absolute gun and you don't, don't want to get rid of them, maybe Daniel Sams or someone. But, I mean, you still get them back in for the end of the season. It doesn't really matter all that much, does it? But just keep it in mind. Check it out. I'm a visual person, so I like looking at tables. Jump on the website, have a look at it, and um, just plan your stuff around that. But next two weeks, good to go. And then you've already got your Sixers players, so it's only Hobart you really need much for focus on. Good plug there, Spy. Clear as daylight on the site. Uh, save that graphic. Put it as your background on your phone, your screensaver, whatever you need to do, mate. It'll keep you on top of the game. Mate, wrap it up in a, in a frame for, for Christmas as a late present for your missus. She'll she love, it. love it. Yeah. Just to know that you're around Supercoach BBL and the, and the fixture analysis of it all, uh, courtesy of SC Playbook. Alex Hales, you're killing me, mate. Um, guys, the importance of auto-emergency. There's a bit of live commentary as we go through this podcast, so that'll either be annoying or a great insight. We're about to find out with the feedback. Um, but Alex Hales was on as my auto-emergency on my bench, so no actual knock to my score. I won't get his shitty little eight or whatever he's got on there unless he takes four catches, so... Not a major drama, although it was Matty Jilks, who is on my bench, not as an AE. Uh, do not want him to get too, too many. Um, guys, uh, you touched on briefly there, Spy, about the boost. I'll absolutely be using a boost on round eight for the for the next lot of doubles, and then I'll be probably saving my third boost for round nine for, for the other doubles as well. Nice. So at least one of them. Fellas, let's get stuck into it and get into our analysis of the teams. Uh, and... It'll be a general sort of conversation about our, our major targets from the sides. We'll also touch a little bit on the availability of players who will be leaving for different tournaments. So, we, um, you know, we might touch on guys we want till the end of the season, set and forget. There hasn't been too, too many standouts, to be honest, this season. So it is. It's pretty wide open, which is exciting. Uh, we'll go down the list from the teams this week, and we will start at the Melbourne Renegades. Um, Spy, I'll tar- start with you, mate, and then we'll, we'll flip over to the great man, Fish, and... Going down the list, there, there's probably not a lot of blokes that I see as long-term prospects there. 
The one that, that I do like a lot, and he, he fired on with Ian into it, is Kane Richardson, who plenty of would have got in this round for the double. But I know, as we'll get to questions later, that a few didn't, and they're already looking at him for next round. Is Richo a guy you see in your side long-term or not so much? I think if the schedule is better, then yes, he would be. Um, I didn't get Richo, unfortunately. I was a little bit short of cash, so I went Vincey, who was cheaper. But if you've got him in there, I think obviously ride through this round, maybe through the next round as well because he's class. But... I think what you'll find coming up to those double game weeks is about five teams on him over rounds eight and nine. You'll probably want to get rid of him because he will be worth some cash. Um, and he's kind of like, you can still get him back for the back end of the season. There's about four rounds mm. to go after that. But I think you'll find a bulk of that value. He's not necessarily elite elite. So you'll find you probably want to cash him in um, and maybe get him back later. But I don't think he's a, he's a must keep by any means. Just ride it for now. He's got the double and enjoy it. And then um, use that profit for, for better gains later on. Mm. Yeah, Fish, what, what's your take on Richo, mate? Because he's a bloke, you know, you, you'd love to hold it. He can be elite. And it's interesting that he struggled, when I say struggled, he averaged mid-60s last season in a terrible gauge outfit where he didn't have totals to defend. He just could not find wickets early on in this season, hence the, the drop in price. Even in the first game of round five last night, he looked so good. They could not get him away. Jagged a couple of wickets and he bounced back. Uh, the Renegades are putting up better scores. They're looking better. Martin Guptill comes into the side, so even better for their batting, replacing Dre Russ. What are your thoughts on Kane Richardson? Yeah, I think there was no real reason for him not to be taking wickets earlier in the season. It was probably more just he was so economical that maybe batsmen were seeing him off. I, I, I think he's still got, got that role where he bowls in the power play and then the power surge. And... Then at the death. So as long as he's doing that, he's going to be a, a gun. Whether he's a keeper or not, I probably are on the side of not just because there's so many people I want in the bowler slot. So I'm going to hold on to him probably for the single game weeks. Um, I don't know whether there's anyone at the Hurricanes who I'd flip him to, um, but looking at round nine when the Scorchers, the Stars and the Strikers are on the double, I could definitely see myself wanting some someone from the Scorchers, like Andrew Ty or even Berendorf can probably do exactly, have a similar sort of output with two games. So, yeah, not a season keeper for me, but one I want to hold for as long as possible. Just yeah. quickly, can I jump in there? You could also go, if you need to, next round. Tim might get to this later, but you can go down to Merc, uh, McDermott for, you can make like 50K and get McDermott plugged in. So there's always options there in terms of value as well, mate. Mm, spite, spite, stealing my early thunder with the McDermott, bottomed out McDermott play. Uh, probably not a huge insight, that one, but McDermott. We'll get to the hurricane shortly. Anyway, guys, uh, what's his face? Akeel Hoseen. Oh, boy, what a, what a gift he's been. He's been an even bigger gift to me because this round, uh, as a part one of the double, where so many have skipped him, uh, I didn't put the captaincy on him. So his low score, it's like, you know what? Funnily enough, it actually worked out well for me. Uh, what a revelation he's been, the West Indian spinner in Supercoach this season. Now, we do have him slated to be leaving the competition about round eight or nine. So when round five concludes, you'll probably get another two to three rounds of him. Spy, that'd make him as good as he is. Uh, he's probably, I mean, you wouldn't be buying him after him for that reason because he will be departing pretty soon. We may need another couple of rounds out of him. No, I certainly wouldn't be buying him. I'll be, mm. I'll be selling him straight. Cashing up. in though. <clears throat> Even the fact that like he came in a little bit new to the comp, I don't think players really understood what he could do. Maybe he had deceptive he could be, and I think maybe based on last round they might have figured him out just a little bit. Uh, don't get me wrong, 
in the second game of this round, he could still go really well. He's a classy batsman, hits the ball well, but for me, he's a definite sell. The only question is whether you do it next round or you wait another round after that. Probably largely depends on his break even, who they play, and who else you've got to, mm. to sell on for your double round round guys. Or maybe you go, for me personally, I might go someone who we'll get to later, but Hussain straight on to, to Thornton, who I love. So yeah, do that guy. for nothing. Yeah. Um, Mujib Uraman is the other one there, also leaving at the same time for the ILT tournament in the UAE, the T20 tournament, uh, around eight or nine. So, again, Mujib, he started this round really nicely, and I just think uh, we should get a bit of cash gen before flipping him on before that double as well. He should, If you can get another nice scoring game too with a double for them, uh, he'll be sitting very, very nicely priced, I think. Uh, boys, I, I think that's pretty much it for, for the Renegades. There's not a lot of out-and-out sort of stars there. Fish, was there anyone else you wanted to touch on in that side? Martin Guptill's one who, you know, he could find a bit of form. He'd go whack. Um, aside from him, yeah, what, what are your thoughts? Just on Majeeb, I don't mind the early sell on him. I know he went big last night, but I think we're all pretty well off the cash. Um, he's the sort of guy who doesn't necessarily have a role which is going to guarantee opportunities for wickets um it's probably very pitch dependent and things like that so um they play the scorchers next uh and i think oh that's a marvel so maybe that's a good pitch for him but yeah. i'd certainly be i'd probably be more inclined to summer g than i would richard at this point yeah um moving on to the brisbane heat and so we're watching it unfold live in front of our eyes, but um, again, probably not a lot that sort of stand out there. Uh, probably the main, probably the bowling contingent here, boys, are the ones because their batters. No, uh, I mean, I'd be surprised if there was anyone in the batting lineup that we want to be locking in. But we can wrap them up together, I suppose, in Spy Michael Nisa and Mark Steckity. Nisa, who I almost sold this round, but. Provided there's no test call up in Sydney, I'm still a little bit concerned that uh, he might get that sort of all-rounder role in place of Cam Green, who, who won't be playing in Sydney. But Nisha and Steck, Mark Steck, the bloke you mentioned just before, uh, how do you sit with those two? So with Nisha, I think, well, firstly, I don't own him. I watched him take four oh, wickets and five balls. He's so good. <clears throat> that's part of the reason I dropped from 200th to 900th in one round was Nisa. But um, that's right. I think if I owned him, I'd probably watch closely tonight, see how he's bowling. I think he's a nice move on for a profit. They don't have double game weeks coming up. They He might not get much of a hit in the batting lineup. He could have test duties. Oh, he's a perfect sell, to be honest. Um, They're struggling to scrap runs together, though, <clears> so I'm not so sure that he won't get opportunities with the Willow. It's, it's not something that you can rely on, but he, like, he hasn't struck the, a blow yet. The bonus factory. can't yeah. hit him there. And was the other one, was it Steckity? Steck. I really like Steckity. I sold him this round, but he's a wicket taker. Um, I just more so didn't have anyone I, I wanted to sell more than him. Um, I, I quite like him, but again, without the doubles, it's kind of like, for example, if Brisbane had a double in round eight or nine, I'd happily hold hold Steckers and he'd take some wickets. I know Maxie was begun in the last podcast, even as a captaincy option, I didn't mind that either. And they ended up getting belted and he got like yeah. five, but he had nothing to bowl to. So that's not his fault. Um, so I don't mind him as a hold if they had the double, but the fact they don't, he's a sell for me. Nisa out, Stack out. In fact, I probably won't have any Brisbane Heat players left outside of maybe Kuhneman just because he's cheap and he mm. might not have val- values. He might sit on my bench as a, as a backup option. 
Yeah, so as we speak, Nisa, no wickets from two overs, but he just he could have I think he's got a big he's already had a big score, but another big score just around the corner. I can see myself holding on to him longer, but as we said, a lot of doubles coming up. Something's got to give. Uh, Spice, Steck and Nisa, what's your take there? Man, the fish man. Yeah, fish. What did I say? <laughs> he said Spice. Yeah, well, at least it wasn't Maxi or Tom. I was saying, not too far off. Uh, Matty Jilks, 20 plus. He's hit at you, little mongrel. Great for the cash, Jen. I'll take that. Um, yeah, <laughs> Maxi. Uh, Maxi, good Lord. Uh, busy time of year, boys. Uh, fish. Yeah. I... So just looking at the round six, round seven fixtures, he played the sixes twice. So you'd think sixes will start as favourites in both of those games. Um, Ooh, furthermore, yeah. the in round seven, the game is at North Sydney Oval, so real batsman friendly oval. You've got to think that you're probably going to want to move on both those players before then. Um, for the pod hunters out there, interesting to see that Steckity is only 10% owns in the top 1%, whereas Nestor is 66% owns. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you could, if, if you're really looking to, uh, still be aggressive in, in terms of getting up the rankings, Steckity could be a decent hold for one week, but I'll be looking to move both of them on. Yep. Uh, again, as we speak, Michael Nisa coming on for his third over. Uh, a little bit concerning. We'd like to be, for him to be bowling a little bit deeper into this innings, but see if we can he can jag one this over. He's taking on my boy Rousseau. This could be anything. Yeah. All about Rousseau, but Nice is on fire. Uh, boys, batting line up at the heat, pretty uninspiring there. A few decent options in Munro, Billings, etc. But the one there is a bloke who just bowled an over, and it's Matty Renshaw. So... If this becomes more of a permanent fixture in that he bowls a little more and finds a bit of form, he like he could be elite in the in the Matty short sort of uh, mould. Spy, is there anyone in the batting line that you're sort of semi keen on? Certainly not Renshaw. Seems like a lovely bike, but he got me about thirty points on the double. Um, I don't think he scores quick enough. He he's capable of it. Don't get me wrong, but. He just is a bit frustrated to watch. He was 29 off 29. I'm like, this is not getting me points. Then he got himself caught at deep, fine leg or something. Then he got out cheap next game. It's just frustrating. He's now got it over. He'll tempt you in. It's a bit like maybe Will Sutherland. You're like, oh, yeah. it's bowling now. And you know what? I'd put a line straight through Renshaw at his price. I just, he just doesn't me, even though I bought him in. Do you know why I bought him in? I'll tell you a quick story. Because I had Joshy Brown on my bench for the Brisbane double. Yeah, Browntown. <clears throat> and I was set to go on Browntown and bang, didn't play. I had a quick look at my side. I just just perched up for my first beer. It was literally my first beer on holidays. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm actually short a batsman. So I had to do a real quick reconfigure. My young bloke was going crazy. The wife wanted dinner. <laughs> I'd already promised her. I started cooking up. I think maybe it was pizza on the way. And I'm like, I just need to go to the toilet quickly. I'd, I'd promised her I'd cook dinner, so yeah, there was pizza on the way. <laughs> 30 minutes later, I'm like, I actually had Nisa in my side. And then I'm like, you know what? I told the WhatsApp crew that my gut said no Nisa. I'm like, got to trust that. And I flicked it to Renshaw and it just, no, he's dead to me after that. Great bloke. Hope he plays a long, promising test career, but he did not inspire me when I was watching him. That's the short of it. Yeah, um, being as Australian 11s just popped up on screen, I really shouldn't be podcasting and watching the cricket at the same time. But <laughs> Binger's got Michael Nisa in there. Brad Haddon, he's got Ashton Agar in. So big supercoach ramifications around those two. Fish, what are your, what's your take on the batting order? And Renshaw, I get the the idea of, you know, he sort of goes and run a ball at times. going to be a bit slow. You don't get those big strikeout bonuses. But because he is more conservative, I do see him 
getting to the 20 plus a lot more and at least getting some sort of strike rate bonus. We know he can go off when he needs to. Uh, and now, look, on the way he's going at the moment, no way. But if we start seeing bowling multiple overs, when he's sort of batting at opening or batting at three and bowling, he could figure out what do you, how do you see the heat lineup? Any interest there? Yeah, Renshaw is definitely the one who piques my interest, and he's sub 100k now, so he's the sort of guy he could bring in and just chuck in as an emergency loop. Um, I I don't know whether he's going to bowl much more than one over though. Yeah, but they're still playing Kuhneman and Swepson, and they seem pretty set on that. So unless we get any evidence, he's the chance of you know maybe two overs. I I, I don't really see much upside, so I will probably look yeah. elsewhere. It doesn't change my mind, but I bought him for 138k, so I'm sort of basing it on that. (laughs) (laughs) There's one thing I have learned over my years of super coach, it's that you've got to take emotion out of the game, Spy. You're normally pretty good with it, but just because you've been burnt by a player in the past, it doesn't mean you can't go back to him. uh, And I've got a few examples of that this season with certain players. So, uh, boys, we'll move on to the Sydney Thunder. Uh, Again, live action in front of us. Batting lineup. I suppose a, a couple of interesting ones there and probably the two at the top of the list, Alex Hales, Riley Rousseau spy. Both we know what they're capable of yeah. on their day. Alex Hales, low BE at the moment, so money to come in. Is Hales a bloke you see uh, sort of being your team long term? Uh, long When I say long term, he leaves again that ILT tournament, so about round eight, nine. Will you, will you hold on to him until that point? Look, I'd like to say I would because he can go off on his day. The only thing is, and look, we might talk about this shortly, but money's probably not as big an issue mm. later on in the season. But if you got to a beat, break even of like 200, for example, after a couple of failures, and I was going to sell in the week after anyway, then look, you'd probably go early in them, wouldn't you? You don't want to waste that cash potentially. But ideally with Hales, I'll just keep, keep him in my side until he leaves and I flip him on to someone else at that point because he's just so good. He's so dangerous. He's in form. Uh, I'm a big fan of him. If we want to re- mention Riley Rousseau, he's the perfect guy in my opinion. Uh, he hasn't had much of a crack yet. He didn't even get a bat last match, which dropped his price even more. How long Such is he a stitcher. Rousseau, I'll find out. Tomo's done a ripper yarn on site, which we have been updating. Have a little check while I talk, but just quickly, for the, for the rule makers, if you don't get a bat, your, your price shouldn't change, surely. But anyway. Riley, Riley <laughs> Rousseau taking off the <clears throat> South African T20 League. Starting Jane 10, so I expect to be available only till about round 7-8, so okay. not much longer. That changes things. I was going to say I wouldn't mind plugging him in for someone like a James Vince after the double and just playing him as an automatic emergency. Mm. Cheap, no risk. He's We know he's got that 50 or a ton in him. So, look, I still might do it, potentially, just as a bit of a uh, sort of pot option. But, yeah, I like him, but round 7-8 makes it tricky. But there's a lot yeah. leaving. So, look, just keep an eye on Rousseau. Let's see how it goes tonight. He's 16 at the moment, but he's a quality player at that price. That's the only thing. Yeah. Uh, Alex Hales, for me, so round Michael Nisa, three overs, no wickets, 18 runs, Devo. Come on. Um, Fish, uh, Alex Hales, for me, in round six, the Thunder play the first game of the round. So he's the perfect AE loop option there. Then they play the last game of the round in round seven. So these straight batters, always a risk. So for me, he'll be a flip round seven, uh, probably round seven, potentially round eight if he goes nuts here in the next round. Um, any batsman take your fancy there, mate? Uh, no, I, th- I think who, whoever you've already got is a hold for round six playing the first game. 
and just that emergency loop. If you've got more than one of them, I'd be I'd be selling. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the, to me, we know House has got a century in him. Rousseau's got a century in him. Um, so just yeah, take, take a punt, round six, emergency loop, lock and load it. Spy in the bowling unit at the uh, the Thunder. Dan Sams is the obvious one. Yeah, and for me, I have set and forget to him from round one. Essentially, I just he's pretty well my go-to captain every week. He hasn't set the world alight this season thus far. Um, again, he's had a few. Didn't get. A, he's got such a great batting role, such a key bowler for them, uh, and he's still scoring well this season. Um, He's a set and forget for me. Something would have to change pretty drastically for me to trade. Yeah, he is for me as well. And just quickly, the reason why he's probably he's bowling pretty well, to be honest. He's yet to score a run. He's still averaging a heap. So he's upside. He's only going to get better, you'd have to suggest. I, I think mean, so. Maybe he can bowl poorly. And like anyone in cricket, they could have a poor week or two. But for me, the fact he could walk out and score 50 off 20 balls and add 90 to his bowling score any week, you just keep him. He's averaging 61 and he's hardly got a run to his name. Yeah. Uh, a few wickets here and there, but nothing too big. Uh, Fish, what about Dan Sams for you and the, the Thunder bowling lineup? Yeah, uh, agree on Sams. The only one I'm also having a look at is Kadir. So mm. started out pretty well, 57 super coach points. I think he grabbed a couple of wickets. Uh, I don't I Thunder don't have another double is the only thing that's putting me off him but he's a look, worth a look at as a pod yeah uh, Faruqi carrying on like a pork chop off the field that worked out perfectly for Usman Kudir so happy days for him and he had definitely one, one to keep an eye out on boys the Perth Scorchers who they're a wonderful one because they've got a little bit of value drop in there and they're just littered with uh, Supercoach guns the batting lineup. Faf Duplicy, he will leave uh, that for that SA T20 competition as well. We're only going to get a couple of, maybe like a round or two more from him. Um, so probably not, I mean, no point to go into too much more. But I suppose between, you know, Inglis, Turner, Hardy, Turner and Hardy, their roles are all over the shop. Uh, Josh Inglis. Inglis is probably the main one in the batting lineup there, Spy. Mate, Inglis is... His temperament this year is so much better. Like I remember, had him last year early in the season as a bit of a pod. He was just trying to hit the cover off the ball every time. Yeah, and it, just, it just didn't work for him. And he's just found his groove at four there. He looks absolute class. I'm locking him in. The only thing I could potentially do on Inglis is maybe sell him to Wade for the Hobart double, and then make a call after that for the Perth double mm. on whether Philippi goes back to Inglis or Wade does. <clears throat> I think there's an option there to run two of those three guys. But at the moment, Inglis is a gun. You want him long-term. You could sell him short-term just for that reason. Uh, he's in for me. So is Jai Richardson. So is Andrew Ty. I think he'll be coming in for my double, if not sooner. He's just taking wickets. He bowls well. I really like this year in the BBL that blokes that hit the deck hard, blokes just this year in particular, I don't know if it's the pitches or what it is, but they just put him straight up in the air. If you watch Andrew Ty, he's just getting wickets galore from catches in the yeah. outfield or on the circle there. So he's coming in for me. And I really wanted Faf. I didn't realise how early he was leaving. Oh, no. It's a shame because he's seeing like a beach ball. He's, <laughs> he's actually so good. I, was, I asked the question in that first podcast. Sure, that's a no ball with Hales. Interesting. Check that out later. <laughs> <laughs> um, over the head. Um, Faf, so good. But if he's leaving that early, maybe tricky to have him. So I'll have to reassess on that based on when he's actually leaving the country. Yeah, pretty soon, I think, Faf, round six or seven, we've got jotted down. 
Um, Spy's gone rogue. He, he hates a bit of structure, this fella, and just sort of brought the bowlers into it straight away, which I'm fine with. We'll be here for about three <laughs> days if we keep going through every team at this rate. So, so to shake this yeah, up. Yeah, no, look, I don't mind at all, mate. So, Fish, I'll throw the entire Scorchers lineup at you. Uh, are there anyone that takes – anyone that you see – I suppose who are, who are any key targets you have uh, and who you'd be – any set and forgetters in there because we do talk about <clears throat> Josh Inglis, who I actually sold this week, sold him to Philippi. Good move so far. Um, but again, one that I look to bring back English for the double game week. Not before then, but for the next double game week. But Jai Richardson for me is, oh, I don't want to say set and forget, but he's bloody close to it. AJ Ty's tearing up. Jason Berendolf's on fire. What are your thoughts? Yep. Um, they're, they're all great options, but uh, the best option is the guy who isn't playing, uh, Cooper the Looper Connolly. I think I'll be Pretty soon, uh, round six and round seven for me is all about the emergency loops. We've already got Cameron Green, so I can use him for one loop. Uh, but if I need another one, I'll be looking at Cooper Connolly. Um, keeper loops also interest me, but still waiting to see what happens there. Yeah. And I don't know how many other options, how many options there are really. Um, the rest, I mean, Andrew Ty has probably been the standout. Uh, outside of Joe Richardson in the, the bowling lineup, even though they've all been good. But Ty has the role, um, bowling death. And I think um, I could be tempted to take a flyer on Faf. It's it's really disappointing uh, that they don't have an early game over the next two rounds. Yeah. They play, I think, the second last game and the last game. So I, if they played earlier, I'd be keen as, but... Right now, I just have to weigh up whether it's worth a risk. How's this idea, mate? And this is straight off the top of my head, but because if they do have that late game in round six or seven or whatever it is, you could AE someone who isn't playing, so who plays early, and Alex Hales or something like that. If he doesn't go well, you then play Faf. If he does go well, you reverse the trade and get someone else because you won't need Faf. (laughs) Mm. You're good, Spy. Yeah. Oh, I've just gone cross-eyed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good shout. Um, yeah, it is a great shout. And that um, update trade feature is a lifesaver these days. So especially with BBL turnaround and everything, you got to just jump in there every day and have a look. I thought I knew uh, everything, at least tactically, to Supercoach, but there are just a few moments where Spy gets you with a few things where he goes, oh, he's good at what he does, this fellow. That's why he's on the podcast. That's, uh, that's genius. It's there's so much to be on the ball with, especially over the the festive period in Supercoach. But Spy, like it's it's a good tactic if you if you invest as invested in it as we are, which we are. It's a it's a good one that I hadn't I hadn't considered. Yeah, sometimes just need a few beers and just clarity comes to mind. <laughs> um, fish on the wicket keeper loop within the next two weeks. I I reckon I'll be going back to the Sydney Thunder and bringing in um, Duxter Holt. I think now yeah. that Jill has got a few runs behind him, two games in a row, I really want that auto-emergency loop opportunity at wicketkeeper. Even yeah. like tonight, there's Jilks who I, I can't play because I've got Philippi starting. I don't have anyone to do the loop. Um, it's just perfect for it. So I, I think within probably two weeks when Jilks makes a bit of money, Jilks down to Baxter Holt could be on the cards for me. Uh, guys, where are we at with these sides? Um, we're not. Paddy and George from Mortgage Choice, SCW, the fellas. They've been back this season, outstanding form. Need to get them back on the on the podcast again in coming weeks for, for some trash bloody 
pod pick for us. Now, good fellas, good super coaches. They cover everything you need to know from how to begin your journey into the housing market to finding a better home loan rate to refinancing to let yourself fork on a vintage grey nickels ignite. One of the better bats, one of the best bats I ever had. I had a custom made one for Ed Cowan, Australian mm. Test cricket Ed Cowan. I believe his wife is a Akuma girl, Akuma Stallion, or a, a filly. We are the, the, the women's tag side. Uh, anyway, had this bat, had it for about two years, could not get a run, had nothing to do with my ability to, to play cricket. It was made for an Australian Test cricketer, and I was about 15 or 16 years <laughs> old. Bit heavy, mate. 65 kilos ring and wet. I couldn't <laughs> hold the thing up. Anyway, I eventually conceded that despite being the best bat I ever owned, it was too heavy for me, so I sold it, and it just didn't end up well for me. I wish now that I held on to it because it would be worth about 2K. Anyway, guys, if you're sitting here listening, considering buying a house, but like 99% of first home buyers, you're thinking, where in the world would you start? Folks like Paddy and George, they know this inside and out. They'll get you on the right path, show you how to get into the housing market, whatever you need to know from them with your finances. Uh, so do give them a call, get in contact with them. When you do, use the special code SC Playbook for a free numbers consult. Saves about $150, which is remarkable. Contact them by Instagram at Pat and George Mortgage Choice. That's all one word. Or an 02-9521-1611. No matter where you are in Australia, it does not matter. They'll get in, get a Zoom meeting up, something like that, and they'll sort you out. Wonderful supporters of us. So if you enjoy SC Playbook, support us by supporting them. guys. Back to it, and we're at the Melbourne Stars, who on their day, they've got Supercoach Stars galore, but they can also be an absolute basket case. Spy, I'll start with you, mate. Going through their lineup, I mean, Bo Webster come for the clouds with a good role, but my gut feel says with the big Stoinman bowling now that maybe Webster doesn't bowl as often as we think. We're going to find out a lot about them uh, this round. Bowie Webster, Marcus Stoyner, still dirt cheap. I think you'd be mad to sell him at the price. I think he's about to go bonkers. Uh, Luke Woods finding a bit of form. Nathan Coulter, Niall, Trent Bolt will be leaving in the next couple of weeks, so do not buy him. Adam Zampa, mate, where where do you sit on him, Spy? I'll do the uh, whole team again if you want. Um, we check this out. Joe Clark, someone that interests me quite a lot. He's just in good form. He was in great touch last year. And you know what? Batsmen in form in the BBL currently, pretty bloody handy because there's not a lot of them. Uh, he keeps as well so he can catch a few, get some stumpings. I'm really keen on Joe Clark. Can he work me way into the wicketkeeper rotation? Or do I just bring him in as a batter potentially? Maybe. Um, have four keepers in there. So I think he's a huge watch mm. and I'm going to have a really close look at him heading into round six and seven with that double coming up in eight or nine. I can't remember what it is, but you know you get simple games, then a double as well. Let's check this out quickly. Yeah, they've got the double in round <clears> nine, the yeah, Stars. So you get a few games out of him and then the double. So I think he's a close watch for me. He's just in really good touch. He looks the goods. Um, on Stoin, I've held, I've held tight. I, I, he was my first pick in the side nearly round one. I, I haven't let him go. He's like, what, my firstborn child. I'm not letting him go anywhere, but I do hope he delivers shortly, and hopefully it's tonight, and hopefully he takes away all those overs from the man, Bo Webster, who's on fire. Cause I, I don't yeah. own Bo, and I've always wanted to. It's just one of them ones that got away. I brought uh, Webster <clears> in two rounds ago in time for his 140-odd, thankfully, uh, and I didn't bring in Stoin back into my team until this round. Obviously, I traded him out there temporarily. But that that last game where I didn't own him and he he was bowling his overs. We knew yeah. he was going to bat high, batted, I think, at number three. 
terrifying. I know he didn't really look terrific as such, but man, he's got a big ton in him soon, super coach wise. Yeah, he's had Christmas at home as well. I think yeah. he's a Perth boy. Um, yeah. And he's freshened up. He had COVID. Like, he was genuinely cooked, you can see on the sideline. He's one of the best short form batters in the world. And he bowls four overs. Like, he's not only someone you want on your side, you want him as a VC option. Yeah. As soon as you can. Uh, I'd still want to see some form for him just to make sure he's back to his best physically uh, and mentally as well with a bit of the old COVID brain. But he's just so good. So he's awesome. Um, Coulton Isle's going well. But again, I think you might have owned him, but he's rested again. So there's just that risk around Coulton Isle. Uh, Zampa, I've moved on a little bit reluctantly because I think he's a good backup yeah. bowler or to plug into your five there, a bit like Majib. Um, but yeah, the big one for me is Stoin and Webster. It'll be this will be live tomorrow, but um, who bowls the overs is the big one there because I want Webster. I still want Webster, but I'm not going to pay up for him and then see Stoin steal all his overs. I've got to take the plunge and hope that, uh, hope that he only bowls one or zero overs and bats at three, which is okay. He's still a good batsman, but he's not a gun, gun, gun. So it's nervous times. That's why I said gun three times. Podcast will be live tonight if Spy stops going on on his tangents and getting off track. Trent Bolt. <laughs> Uh, round eight, nine, heading to the ILT T20. Who else from that side? Riley Russo. It was a thunder. He, yeah, I mentioned him. He'll be going round seven, eight. Uh, they're the major ones from that side. So the stars line up, not looking too, too bad in, t- in terms of availability going forward. Fish, what about yourself, mate, from that lineup? Yeah, so I own both Webster and Stornis, which I'm really uh, pleased with because it means I can just sit and watch and hold whichever one of them continues to bowl the most overs. And it sounds like it'll probably be Stoinis. Uh, Luke Wood is definitely one who I'm really interested in, given the dual position and uh, bowling death. Um, So I'd much prefer Wood to someone like Zampa, even though Zampa's quality in real life T20, we just know that the role for super coach points is death bowlers. So um, the fact that you can slot him in a bat, and, and jag those points and get get 100-plus when he gets hit for 50 runs but still takes five wickets. Um, he's, he's the guy, I reckon. So Fish, uh, for, 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 for me, it's like two things I stick by are role. Um, like role so, so important. Role and pedigree. And it's just like if you've got form on the board in Supercoach and obviously in Big Bash over the years – like Sean Abbott's a great example. He's got a great role. VC'd him last night despite a, a less than you know ideal start of the tournament for him. Pedigree is so big in it. And if you've got that role, even if the form isn't quite there, that all-rounder role and batting relatively high, like you said, Luke Wood, it's just everything, isn't it? That, batting high, bowling death, points can't not come. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not like he's a, a bad bowler either. Like, he's played for... For England, um, he's, he's coming into the prime of his career. So I, yeah. I think he can continue getting better. Yeah. Uh, for me at the Stars, Marcus Stoinis, like if he does continue bowling, I just think I can't see myself getting rid of him, especially at the price. It's not like we're, we can sell him for 180K at the moment. It's like 60K, which is absurd. Um, not as keen on Joey Clark, purely just due to that that bat, batting role. I, I think there are better all-rounders in the competition. I know you just hit a ton, but just volatile, up and down Joey Clark. Bo Webster, 
I can see myself cashing out on him when he peaks in price before that round eight double game. Where just, I could be wrong, but I'm just not sure that he's going to keep bowling overs with Stoin back in the side. I think it tells you tonight, doesn't it? You'll know tonight with we, Stoin we, back. What's yeah, up. yeah I, think, I think you're right. And, and my gut feels <laughs> says, you know, he only bowls an over or two. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I can see myself selling Bowie Webster. Uh, obviously batted very well. Cooked and I sold this week. Injury in and out too often. And Zamps was the same uh, as me, Spy. I, I reluctantly sold, but I can see him coming back into my side, Fish. Yeah, just on Joey Clark and players like him, for those of us who are chasing, you know, the, the likes of yourself in the top 10, Timmy, do, we t- do you think it's more prudent now to be going for these batsman players? Do you think the batsmen have higher upside or how, how would you approach it if you're in our shoes? I, I think fish if you're if you're chasing spots, absolutely. Guys like Ben McDermott, um, you know, Alex Hales, these batsmen with the huge upside. But I would be one hundred percent targeting the ones with good early fixtures in the round. So you mentioned <coughs> Faf Duplicy before and how the issue there is that, you know, in round six he plays game three. So he's, you know, pretty unlikely that you can loop him, especially with Faf, a lot of people's loop option is Cam Green or uh, uh, Cooper Connolly. So you can't really do it with Faf because he plays in the same team. Uh, round seven, he plays in the last game of the week. So, you know, you can't loop him there. I just think if I'm targeting these blokes, uh, Joe Clark's another one who we're sort of touching on there. I'd want them for the next two to three rounds to be playing in game one or two where I know that I can loop them. But if they do get a duck and get no points... I don't have to play them, and I've just done that with Alex Hales. So that's sort of that's how I'd approach it with with your sole batters. In terms of my my perspective, I've spoken a lot about this on the NRL Supercoach podcast, and uh, yes, ownerships are important, but I, I'm a, probably a relatively conservative Supercoach player. I think people get excited by pods and low ownership and blokes with high upside, but not a lot of great scores or great roles behind <laughs> them. Um, you don't need to go for massive antipods and massive pods to, uh, to to win Supercoach and get high ranks. So if there's a bloke at 1% ownership and I genuinely think he's a good go, I'll get him in for that reason, not because he's a pod. If you're chasing ranks and, and you're behind and you know maybe you're sitting 1,000 or 2,000 or 3,000, you need to chase some ranks, by all means, go for one of these blokes with the high upside. But you know if you're higher up and or you're, you're in your head-to-head leagues and you're versing your mates, you can consolidate, and you don't need to go to left field. Yeah, and you'll find people sort of look for. If you think massive pod play, you might be thinking, "Oh, I want to go for a bloke one percent, five percent, wherever it may be." Twenty percent is still a pod. That means eighty yeah. percent of people don't own them. So that's huge. And if you have a look at that filter, where you can check by top one percent, five percent, or twenty percent, mm. wherever it is. Even if you're in the top one percent, if fifty percent of people don't own them. Sorry, so if 50% do own them, that means 50% don't own them. That's half the people. In my eyes, that's, that's, good, that's, quick, that's, that's good quick math from you. It is, yeah. Good quick that's math. Equal 101. Uh, <laughs> basically, that means 50% don't own. So that's still a pot in my eyes in that half people don't. Um, anything under that is is gold. And the other thing is, Tim echoed it before, so I'm rambling again. But no, it's you're important. right, mate. Well, yeah, the, the people love your tangents, yeah. just when we're trying to get through a podcast, not so much. But the, the people want more of the spy. They're not as good as my WhatsApp tangents at 2am, <laughs> but we've had a few good ones of those. Um, what I was going to say is often you don't have to chase a pod, but it's a bit like, a bit like horse racing. Sometimes you just 
look at a horse, you think, that's in good form. How's it 15 to 1? In Supercoach, sometimes you go, I really like this guy. I'll get him in. Let's check him. Whoa, he's 10% owned. How mm-hmm. good. That's what you like rather than just chasing someone because of that pod number. I think you chase who you want, have a look at them. If they're 100% owned, you might go, well, that's a waste of time, so I won't do it. But anything 50 or under, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. End of rent. Yeah. No. Nah, Good, mate. Good like, like it's why I always do. Oh, Jill, get him out. I'll take my cash, but, you know, woo up. No, he's only on 35. Yeah, 35-33. Strike rate not quite there at the moment. Um, boy, Sydney Sixers, some very relevant names here. Uh, look, we don't need to dive into them too much because they are on the double this week. We've spoken about them at depth in recent weeks. Um and they have another double coming up in round eight, I believe it is. So we'll be pretty all over them. <clears throat> I'll ask you one question, Spy, and Fish, the same to you. Is there anyone you see, I suppose, as a set and forget in that team that you just like, you're in my team for the rest of the season? Uh, I'll start first, Fishman, and no, there's not. Uh, there's people capable of it, Abbott, Kerr, Philippi, who I could keep, but no one's absolutely locked in who I'd say I must keep. So Jilk's gone. Got him. That's a great catch. Kuhneman got him as well. Thank goodness for that. You have Kuhneman still. That's on me bench floating around doing a job. Is he playing for you? Uh, no, he's not. No. Although, once he takes four for 80, I might sit Jai tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're, they're my fixes, boys. Um, and I guess the big thing is after their second double, you can reassess. So you wouldn't be selling him until now, but after that second double, you can reassess form and say, how are they looking? Is Abbott killing it? Is Philippi killing it? Do I want an antipod from there? I think options are, are open, but you want, you're want you not doing anything until after their second double, that's for sure. Mm. Fish, I can see myself set and forgetting Sean Abbott. I just think he's that good. Uh, he'd be the only one in there. Where do you sit with them? Yeah, uh, Sean Abbott's going nowhere and Hayden Curry's going nowhere for me. Um, I just reckon... He's, what is he, 21 or something um, mm. in his second season, uh, batting seven, following in important times. Um, he's, he is 100% owned in the top 1%. So uh, the elite obviously think the, wow. the same thing. Uh, but so there is an antipod opportunity there. Um, but I don't know if it's the antipod, the type of antipod that I like, unless, you know, for some reason that their bowling lineup changes a little bit. And that could happen with Dwarshus coming back in. Uh, but other than, otherwise, he'll be in my team for the season. And Fishy's bowling death, which is huge. He'll get a crack with the bat at times. Mm. I was huge on, on Kerr coming into the season. And that's a classic example of how ownership can change your mind, though. Now I'm not necessarily came because everyone owns him so I'm like is there a chance here to go against him maybe there is um, just quietly and i'm going to do this every podcast but can i just open with kerr <laughs> they barely use him put him up the top let him go i think he did it once in a no, bad, exactly. yeah. Yeah. 96 or something like oh we better shuffle you back down to eight what are you doing and while i'm <laughs> while i'm going i figured out why i don't like the sydney Sixers. it's because i'm a country boy so they they epitomize the city which is fine i'm a country boy so I'm anti-sixes. That's how it is. Sorry, Maxi. Let's go. <laughs> Can I cop that, Maxi? Well, I think, I think Fish is a dirty old city slicker as well, so he, maybe he'll be taking that as well. Is he? Ooh. Lucky yeah. Yeah. Nah, Maxi's all right too. Yeah, well, on a on a if a team where just about every one of us support the Sydney Sixers, mate, there's some, some bold, bold words to, to come with. <laughs> um, boys, the Adelaide Strikers up next. Uh, top of the pops there, 
Maddie Short. Um, I suppose the option is there to sell because he's worth 250K plus and you can cash him in. I don't think – I think we've had enough – and again, every team's different. I know, I know the Stallions are sitting pretty nice at the moment, but – I've now got the luxury of, I think, holding on to him, but I can see why you'd cash in to make trades elsewhere. Um, Spy, is he set and forget for you? He definitely is for me, but I think if you're someone that's if you're sitting there saying, this is not my season, you're hating it, it's not going well for you, you're thinking you've done everything you can, it's just not going your way, maybe he is then a sell. Go for it. It's to be huge ownership. Yep. <clears throat> and the other thing is, if you're not going that well, it means you're probably not generating the cash that you normally would. So I don't mind it um, in saying that. It would be my VC or captain probably mm. the rest of the way home. But it's one of those things, if you just want a bit of a Hail Mary, he could get a couple of scores under 10 and take no wickets. So it's it's not without merit. Yeah. Uh, but if you're going well, if you're in the top 1,000, I would not be selling him. Simple as that. Yeah, and, and I suppose the other thing to consider with uh, Rashid Khan in this lineup, Rashid will be leaving. Uh, let me get it up here. I think he'll be around that uh, yeah, round not much longer. He's going to the South African T20 tournament as well, so he might only get another game or two as well before he has to depart. Does that lock in those more extended overs for Matty Short? Possibly. There'll be a spinner come into the side, obviously. But, yeah. Um, Fish, where do you sit on on the strikers batting line I made and Matty Short in particular? Uh, the entire t- team while we're here. Yeah. Well. So just on that, do we know who's replacing Rashid? I'll see what I can find, mate. Um, I've, got, I've got their team list up in front of me. I don't know that they've got anyone. I think they've signed Cameron Boyce as cover. Um, sure. So, so, he'll, so come he'll come in, you'd think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, but still, what, Short's been buying three or four overs and taking wickets and hardly going for any runs. So, what is he, 250K? It's a lot um, of money. Like. Temptation is definitely there, especially coming into those uh, double weeks where you can spread that cash and make it make it work for you. Um, I I still if he if he's bowling as many overs as he is, then he, he is a set and forget captain mm. for me. Um, also, he's bowling he's, really well. He's, um, I didn't quite realise the other night how good his slider is. Like he slides that one through and he actually turns it a bit. So I thought in my head he was just one of them blokes like maybe a Glennie Maxwell who just ties up and end, but he's actually he's a bit deceptive. He's got wickets in him. So uh, I'm, I'm yeah. sure from podcast one. So they've got the double in round nine. So if you're going to sell him, you need him back for that. Um, and if you're selling him in round eight when the Hurricanes and the Sixers are on the double, are there really any double game week players who are going to, you know, be that much better than him anyway in, on mm. current form? Probably not. So you've got to do some maths and, and work it out. Maybe, you know, maybe with boosts and all that kind of stuff, you can you can do something funky. But if anything, I'd, I'd be holding and, and reassessing probably yeah. after round nine. If you need some quick math done, just uh, DM the uh, the spy on Twitter, SE Spy One. He'll, he'll sort you out. Fitty Fitty equals one hundred and one. Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway, anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, if you are in a position where as Spy said it's just not happening for you, and you need some cash gen, and it hasn't happened early on, um, I don't mind the idea of passing, uh, moving short on temporarily. Probably not a long term play, but you know, for a couple of weeks. 
Um, Spy, the other big boy in that lineup <laughs> is Henry Thornton, who you're a big fan of. Where do you sit on him? My boy. He'll be back in the next round. Uh, Straight away. Yeah, I just I love him and I'm happy to ride or die on him. Uh, he's a wicket taker. He he could easily take three to six wickets any match. Maybe six is dramatic, but he might. He's very, very good. He got he got hit for a few last round. Uh, I think it was uh, who's the uh, Scorchers captain? His class. Um, Turner. Turner. And he was a bit too good for him on a pretty good wicket though. And they dropped him off the last ball. And he still would have had three wickets for about 90 points. I think, and talking to you right now, I think he is your play. Uh, I mean, you're already 10th, but I think he could be the difference maker to win the comp. I was having so, a look for my article this week, and I think he was only about 5% ownership as well because of the way he got yeah. away so quickly. He's a classic pod, but yeah, I love this guy. I'm getting him in. Yeah, how is he 5%? I, yeah. I think he's a no-brainer to be in the top 1%, he's 0.7% owned. Wow. Just, just get him Everyone's, everyone's got every a call to make next week. I now have the double in round nine early as well. So if you can notch together a couple of big scores, that price tag could get out of hand if we're talking like, yeah, you know. No buyers to come. He's down to 205K after he dropped 40-odd. Um, I just think he's outstanding, and I think he's, he's the play. Mm. It doesn't um, – who's generally goals – Who's been bowling death for the strikers? It's been a bit of a combination, hasn't it? Siddle's normally the lock. He's been doing it, I'm pretty sure. Thornton, yeah, combination. Yeah, in combination. Thornton and Siddle. And um, I think uh, Hussein to him is just is the value player of the year. Mm. Yeah, and they tend to use him at times uh, when they need wickets, so he's probably their power surge guy as well. Um, you'd think at least one in the power play. Yeah, uh, interesting. He's, he's gone cold. They've got they've got the cold symbol next to him, but that's probably because he averaged about two hundred <laughs> over the first two rounds. Yeah, um, yeah. I think you know that this is the sort of player who, in the first couple of rounds, obviously, if you weren't on him round one or called denial like you, Timmy, you you were you weren't going to be able to crack that top hundred or so. So we need to be able to pick these guys who, who can go 150 plus, and he's one of them. Yeah, well, that's it. I, I missed the Thornton bandwagon for that first round, but um, Coulton Isles probably my uh, with that one sort of panned out because he was low ownership for that first triple-double. Boys, the Hobart Hurricanes, they're about to come into more relevance because you had to sort of skew away from them a little bit in that they had the buy in round five and no doubles before that. They have the, they're the next team on the double in round eight. Now, we will do a podcast before round eight focusing on, again, the Sixers and more so the Hurricanes. We'll do a real deep dive into those. So no need to go sort of too, too deep here. Um, but some really relevant names, Spy, Darcy Short, who, dead no. set, like you'd be more chance of getting the ball off the square than him at the moment. That being said, <clears throat> dropped in price, Shadab Khan will be taking off. Still um, not a lot of info around that, but... He's taking off, we believe, early Jan. So I reckon there's a couple more games in Shadeb Khan. He'll probably play till about round eight or nine. Uh, if that happens and Darcy Short picks up a few more overs, there's a well where you buy Darcy Short. But Darcy Short, Shadab Khan, he'll be going pretty soon. So probably don't want to buy him, although it's, it's killing me not only. He's about to get like a 180 and I'm not <laughs> going to own. It's going to break my season. Um 
Nathan Ellis is one to eye off. Riley Meredith, Paddy Dooley, he's the one that got away for me that I have missed this season. Mm. Uh, again, we'll do a deep dive in two weeks' time, so no need, no need to go into a big time. But uh, who do you like? Here? I'll give you my short ones because we will deep dive because there's a lot. There's a lot. There's there. a lot. They're a good side. Matty Wade, Ben McDermott. It's a heap of options. We can't go into all of them now. Um, obviously, if you own Shadab, Shadab, sorry, you definitely keep him. You even look to maybe bring him in. And as you said, if he does leave, you've got a boost there for that reason. What if he then plays the double and you've already got him? So I don't hate it. Um, I said initially on Darcy Short, who was my original OJ, my OJ, I love him, but he, he really is struggling, isn't he? Um, in saying that, he's due. He could hit a 15 point, and if Shadab does leave and he takes those overs, all of a sudden, mm. I actually prefer his bowling over his batting the last couple of years by a long stretch. He's a wicket taker. He's opening the baton. If he's under 100K, he'd be hard to pass up. I think you want to see or predict that he's going to bowl before getting him in. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to leave the rest of the them alone, but I think it's Nathan Ellis. Might be under 100K, which Ooh, is yeah. remarkable. Oh, my God. He's so good. Yeah. Swap your worst player for him if you've got a spare trade next round and, and you can take that to the bank from there and just leave him in for the rest of the season with a couple of doubles and no buys. Yeah. Uh, and the rest we'll get later, except your boy opening the batting. I'll let you take that one away. Benny McDermott. Yeah, actually, just quietly, when I say your boy, I got him for both his tons last year or the year before. So I'm going to hand you the reins just because I'm good. 135K, <laughs> Benny McDermott. And he's started the season. He was like over 208K. He was the top run scorer in last year's tournament, one of the top supercoach scorers. He just went ballistic. Um, averaging 11 this year, break even 126. At 135K uh, is the kind of bloke that I'm like, you know what? There's more price drops in him. There's no form in him. But getting ahead of the pack, he's going, stuff it. I'm going to get in a week early. or Because everyone will own him because he's going to be so cheap for the double. Uh, but I'm thinking potentially even getting him in next week. He plays in game one of the round. That's the key. So you can put him on there as your AE loop. And if he does go nuts, get him in. And if he uh, flops, you just say, no worries. I've got you there ready to go for round eight anyway. What about, what about round six or seven? Could you run a McDermott Faf rotation? Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, you could. So he's round one. If he fails, sorry, first game he fails, you play Faf. Round seven, can you check for his place? Round seven, yeah, so score to the last game of the round there and Hobart are first. Perfect. So you play, bring McDermott in cheap. If he fails, you play Faf. Uh, if he goes well, you don't need Faf, as we said before, and you can trade Faf out and save that trade. Yeah. Um, and on Shadab Khan, so he'll be in that Pakistan squad for the ODI series <clears> starting on January 11. So, you know, we, we, we're probably only get it, going to get him for another couple of games. Is that enough to warrant getting him in? Possibly. Uh, Fish, how do you see this Hurricanes lineup? Yeah, firstly, I was just going to say on Ben McDermott, like cricket's a bit of a f- funny game compared to NRL Supercoach. Like we see guys like Aaron Finch averaging 71 season and 20 the next mm. in BBL Supercoach, I think just because of the form lines. So just something to keep in mind. That being said, like I keep a from from a daily fantasy perspective, I keep a close eye on player of the match betting and um, McDermott is always favourite for player of the match mm. in Hurricanes game, so that's probably telling us something. Um, I Paddy Dooley is one who will probably become popular and rightly so because he's averaging 77 for the season. Um, I think there's an antipod opportunity there. 
uh, just because everyone will have now seen him bowl once. So I'm thinking they may react to it a little bit better um, next time rounds. And and with really small sample size with him, um, four rounds, he played one game last season, did pretty well. Uh, but yeah, other than that, we, we don't actually have, you know, the, the long mm. history that we have of someone like a Nathan Ellis who averaged 53 last season and, you know, it's probably a lock as soon as you can you can squeeze him in. Um, the rest, uh, not too much. Tim David, maybe if you could get promoted to four, um, would be worth keeping an eye on. Uh, Matty Wade, I think, will be a must for the buy and could be a good little keeper loop. Um, that's probably about it. Yeah, for that, for that double, Wade McDermott, Nathan Ellis will be coming in, Riley Meredith, <coughs> Bowles death there uh, with Ellis. There's so many really, really good options. M1s, ones that I can see myself sort of holding on to long-term, a couple yeah. in there, especially uh, yeah, with, with some early games on there. Uh, if Michael Nisa wanted to take a wicket this over, that would be absolutely wonderful. How good is Ollie Davies just quietly? Yeah. Not, not necessarily a super coach with his role, but this season he's hitting him beautifully. A bit oh. more controlled. A bit like Josh Inglis, actually. He's just hitting him well, controlled, understanding his game. Fair play to you. He's Carry le- on. He's learned a lot in the last 12 yeah. months, Ollie Davies. And there's an exciting prospect in there. Maxie Bryden, who knows? <clears throat> like, he knows. Maxie, you're not to sound creepy, but he's sitting down there at the Overwatch, <laughs> what, watching Kanga cricket, watching the future prospects of the the Australian of the Sydney grade scene. Like, if he sees a prospect for Sydney fifth grade in Kanga cricket, he'll earmark him and get him a contract early on. Is that he knows that well? And um, Ollie Davies' brother, who's just signed on with the Thunder, they reckon he's an absolute gun. So I really, mm. really do hope we see him, uh, guys. If you like your fantasy sport and your punting, draft stars <clears throat> and play up, they've come together. Uh, We've come together, I should say, with Draft Stars for the Big Bash season. You can enter these contests from as little as 50 cents. It's awesome. 50 cents, $2, the high roller ones, um, there's 50K jackpots. It's really, really good fun, good little addition to to watching your, your Big Bash games along with Supercoach. They also do these contests in the jackpots for NBA, EPL, BBL, like games for all of them. It's really good fun to have a crack at. NRL as well. NRL as well. One of the SC Playbook listeners sent through a contest they won a couple of days ago. $2 they turned into $250. Michael Nisa has a wicket, you beauty. Jeez, I needed that. (laughs) Uh, I like Ollie Davies even more. I knew he'd get it next ball. He's always done. Um, Guys, into not mate. This will this will be live uh, tomorrow morning. But I'm going to drop him now. You know, big Stoin. Marcus Stoin has dropped a little bit in value, but tonight's game he's seventeen thousand dollars. So uh, I think that's a bargain for a bloke who's now hopefully bowling his four overs. Re, we'll look back at this one tomorrow morning when this podcast goes live. But hopefully he's gone nuts, uh, guys. If you are keen to play, bit of a pain in the ass, but we obviously want them to know that SC Playbook sent you to do that. Jump into the article on our site, holding the podcast. It's on the homepage. It's in all our articles, uh, and there is a link to the sign-up page there. Also, a QR code. So if you do it through that way, if you are keen to get on board, uh, be much appreciated. 18 plus only, and make sure you gamble responsibly. Guys, really briefly, not even our trade plans for round six and seven, I think, because we've we've spoken about all <coughs> our targets, but I think probably the captaincy plans are the ones that we should touch on for round six and seven. Um Spy, I'll start with you, mate. Have you got yours for round six and seven at this stage? Yeah, pretty simple. I'm just going to go whoever's playing first out of Joe Richardson and Matty Short will be the VC, and the other will be the backup skipper. I don't mind the Stoin. If he can look good tonight, he could be a little bit of a pod play, on the, on, especially on the vice-captain. Mm. Um, but, yeah, they're my two boys, so I'm going to stick with it. 
uh, could be massive players. But again, it's, it's ever evolving. If I say I have a bad week or two or a bad round or two, I might chase something a bit harder like a stone. Sage, I think they're, just, they're by far the elite at this stage of the competition and it's hard to go past them yourself, mate. Yeah, so strikers <clears> play <throat> before the scorches in round six and then yeah. in round seven, uh, I believe they're the same. They play in game one of it, so, so that works perfect. well for you. Uh, Fish, who are your captaincy options? <clears throat> yeah, so round six, pretty simple as well. Shadab into short. Uh, round seven is a bit more complicated because Adelaide play the Hurricanes. So to be honest... Yeah, Shadab got the job done for me in round four, so I kind of lean towards him. Uh, and then it's probably got to be Jai, maybe even Stoinis if we if we do see that he's bowling round six. Um, yeah, I like that shout. I like Shadab, Shadab mate, quickly just because, as we've said, he has not he hasn't looked like middling a ball yet. Yeah, the ball. He scored like 50 against was at the Aussies at the SCG in no time. If he starts hitting the ball well and taking his wickets, he could go mental. Yeah, Shadab for me, he's one that I um as I said as a non-owner, like it'll be for anyone who follows along with the NRL Supercoach, it'll be the Joey Manu of the season for me, where he's just got a monster score in him and it could cost me a top sort of spot. So I do need to think about getting him in next round. Round six, Dan Sam's VC. Um Pending what happens in tonight's game and his role and how he looks, but if you can get a few runs on the board, I do like Big Stoin. The role is there. We know how good he is. Just need to see him hit a bit of form. Uh, him or Jai Richardson, round seven, uh, again, VC, it'll be Stoin or Richo into just Dan Sams. I, I think he's just safe as houses. Boys, a couple of quick questions, then we'll wrap it up because we've been going for ages. I knew this one would take a little bit going through all the sides, but it is a two-round special. Uh, the first one's by from Riley Milton. Is Tom Rogers and Josh Phillippe keepers? Tommy Rogers, no, and Phillippe, no. I think I had a look at the draw for Phillippe. Um, they've got that buy in round nine, um, so it's going to be hard not to move him on then, I reckon. And uh, Stars play the double end, so Joe Clark. Could be a great shout. Um, the only reason, you, yeah, it's a problem for down the road. Philippi might be a loop option in that round nine, so that'll be the only thing. Tommy Rogers, I don't think has uh, as much upside as a lot of the other bowlers. Um, there's just so much quality there. I think you just got to get the best of the best, and he's probably tier two, not tier one. Yeah, as we say that, uh, Dan Sams has just <clears throat> put one into row Z off Mitchie Swepson. So get going, Samsy. Two in a row, actually. Two in Two a row. row four. Yeah, and uh, I'm with you with Philippi, mate. When you look at Antipods, he's owned by, even when he wasn't scoring well, he's owned by like 50%. So people would have absolutely flocked to him this year. Like he'd be essentially 100%, as you said, uh, of the top ranked coach. So he's a great Antipod opportunity. Um, although, holy jeez, he was middling and well last night. Spy Adrian Butler, who's a better option? I'm, I'm glad I'm throwing this one at you. Out of AJ Ty and Jason Berendorf. Ty, love Barrow, but Ty is just 100%. Mm. He's bowling well. It, it, it's how he bowls. So Barrow's like flat straight at the stumps, which generally makes sense. He'd take wickets, but they're hitting him okay. Ty's just into that wicket and they put him straight up in the sky. Watch how many times Ty bowls a ball for the rest of the tournament. They put him straight up in the air. Someone gets underneath it. Easy wickets, especially at the death. Just thank you very much. 
Yeah, and I mean the thing is, <clears throat> rolls, 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 and it's uh, Berendorf often a bowl early really? on in, in the power play, which is fine, and he's so good at it. But just he'll often have his four overs done by like quite a midway through the innings, and he just doesn't get the death. So I think I love Berendorf, but uh, AJ Ty just bowling the death. I think he has that better role. Uh, guys, there are a few more questions, but we will wrap it up for this week. We'll be back before round eight to do a deep dive into the sixes once again, but more so the Hobart Hurricanes. I uh, hope you had an absolute ball with Chrissy and, as I said, New Year. Uh, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Fish, thank you very much, mate. Thanks. Pleasure as always. Cheers, Bite. Cheers, boys. It's been good fun, the old holiday podcast. And Sam's is 18 off six. Let's see see where he pans out tomorrow morning once we find out when this goes live. He's on fire. Yeah, Spy can't speak anymore. Lost so we'll, me, boys. We're yeah, good. We better. Right, guys. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Cheers.